Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Blame the boomers. That's right. For this whole damn situation. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. I can't believe I pulled off that in that intro. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. sounded I sounded chipper, but now you can hear it in my voice. I'm so tired. You did. You sounded really positive. I sounded really positive. Let's keep that momentum. Yeah. Because Christmas was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're exhausted from what? Oh man. It was a marathon. It was a marathon to get Christmas ready for those kids. Those kids. Damn kids. Yeah. It is now the day after Christmas. I suppose we should say that. We, yes, it is now after Christmas. and Because we're like fresh out of Christmas. Fresh. I slept so hard last night just because I had been up very, very late the night before getting Santa ready for Marlo. Marlo still believes. Prepping the unicorn prepping the unicorn and you might be able to hear her in the background and i apologize for that because they are still they are here hold on one second marlo be quiet sorry <laughs> no it's all it's all part of it this is all the the the, the ambiance of manic rambling spiral having this is, this is the behind the scenes just naturally yeah i swear to god if i hear her talk one more time I'm, i swear to god okay what is she doing they're playing mario kart and I told them uh, that they could do it if they if they shut their mouths. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't work with Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, so Lita was talking about how uh, she asked me, she's like, how did I figure out that Santa Claus wasn't real? And I said, "I, you know, I don't know. You just sort of one year didn't believe and let us know that you were in on it. And she's like, what do you, I mean, how long do you think Marlo's gonna, how long do you think Marlo's gonna believe? And I said, I don't know. You know, I was... I actually believed until until fourth grade. Yesterday, Marlo said to Lita, "You know that was weird that the wrapping paper for one of your presents was the same as the wrap as the wrapping paper for one of my presents. Do you think Santa Claus has all the wrapping paper in the world?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and and Lita, Lita went with it. And Lita went with it. She's like, "Yeah, that's a really good observation. I don't know. I don't know." And Lita looks over at me and. And I, later on, I said, I said, she's starting to put the pieces together like everyone does. So, yeah. I don't remember when I stopped believing. But I remember with Lexton, he, I think he stopped believing a couple years before he actually acknowledged that he stopped. Like he, I think in his, in his mind, he knew that Santa wasn't real, but he wanted to think he was. Yes. So he just kind of went with it because the idea of it is aside from slightly creepy is also kind of cool. And it's a, it's the piece of magic from Christmas outside yes. of baby Jesus. Of course. <laughs> the, I, I, I believed I loved believing it was very fun. I was the only person in my fourth grade class who believed. And I remember where I was 
we were at a mall in Memphis, Tennessee, and I remember where we were sitting and what I was wearing, and I turned to my mother and I said, Mom, is Santa Claus real? And she said, what do you think? (laughs) Which is (laughs) is what every parent says, yep. And I thought back to how many important questions I asked her throughout my life, or, or, you know, difficult questions, and she always copped out. <laughs> like, With, like, the same thing? Like, well, like well how do you say, feel about that? I was like, Mom, what is what is an orgasm? And she literally oh, told God. me to go ask my brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Did I, you? I, like, I did, and my brother oh, had no idea shit. what he was talking about, and so I had to go look it up in a dictionary, and a dictionary really doesn't explain it. This was long before the internet, kids. Yeah, long, long before. before the internet, long before you could Google porn. Because <laughs> <And so laughs> you could have figured that out real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fourth grade. I, I still believed in Santa Claus. So I know some people are really have, feel very strongly about not letting their kids believe in Santa Claus. And I totally, you know, you do you. Do you. That's great. Mm, yeah. <laughs> As long as, I mean, just like everything else, you do you and keep it to yourself. I mean, as long as no one judges me for letting my kid believe in Santa, I don't really, I don't really care. I've just never really seen any harm in it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I I did read one black woman's account of how she was never going to let an old white man take credit for her work. <laughs> and so that's why she didn't let her kids believe, which I thought was a pretty, was a pretty good reason. <laughs> I, I have, I have heard that argument. Like, why, why would I go through all of this hard work for Christmas and then put someone else's name on it? Yeah. yeah. And it is, it is some hard work. It's some hard work. And we talked about this, the pressure of providing, like, I want to provide my kids a, a magical experience and have them be excited about the day. And we did not get out of our pajamas yesterday at all. None of us did. None of us brushed our hair. None of us took a shower. We just stayed in our pajamas all day long. And uh, there's wrapping paper strewn across my house. All of the toys. Well, actually, there aren't any toys. They didn't get toys. But like everything that they opened is just, you can't even see the floor. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, and I was like, you know what? That's just Christmas. That's it. That's how I remember Christmas. Uh-huh. There wasn't like organization. There wasn't, it was nothing formal. I mean, we would be in our pajamas. All day. Yeah. All day. And I loved it. I mean, I loved that kind of Christmas. Yeah. I made them, they eat bacon. I made them bacon and we made cinnamon rolls and then they had pop tarts for lunch (laughs) and then (laughs) a makeshift dinner. It was, you know, the three of us, it was good. It was really, really, really good. It was uh, calm and peaceful, and I got to be with them, and they loved it. They loved their gifts. They they played with each other quite a bit yesterday with their gifts, and I and it was a white Christmas. I grumbled about that a little bit, but we woke up to about eight inches of snow on the ground. Oh God! No wonder you didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, and the plows didn't come. I guess the plows weren't working yesterday. So, oh, really? At all? Yeah, my street is not plowed. Oh, damn. Which is not good because it it happens as it turns into ice and then it doesn't come off the road. Wow. You'd think they'd be, I mean, I know it's a holiday, but I kind of just assumed it happened around the clock. I think, needed. I think on the holidays they do the major roads. Maybe. I don't know. I should know this. 
And then you're just on your own. And then otherwise. you're on your own. Yeah. Blaze a trail. <laughs> I did not stay home on Christmas. I It was a magical day. Mm-hmm. And I spent it with with Hex and her parents. You did. Although I did not host, which was nice. I did end up going. It was the only chance I would have to see Lexton on Christmas. So I ended up at her parents' house for a couple hours. And it was, it was. That it is was. all I can really, yeah. You know. How long were you there? Mm, two and a half hours, maybe. So it wasn't long, but it was, it was like two hours longer than it could have been. <laughs> You know, I mean, Lexton loved it. He was glad that everyone was together. And was Robert there? He was not. Robert was not there. He did not join them to celebrate Christmas Eve or Christmas, which is really normal for a married couple. I don't understand. Help me understand. I don't either. I I really don't. And I, I I even told Heather at one point. I said, you know, if. If he's going to come, I said, it doesn't matter to me, but I don't need to be there. Like, if he's not going to come because I'm there, we can figure something else out. No, he's just not going to come anyway. So, you know. Okay. Healthy. <laughs> healthy relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just so messed up. Yeah. But he liked it. He liked the day. He was very happy with everything, and it was good in that sense. Yeah. But it was really strange to wake up when I wanted to wake up on Christmas and have the house just be... I mean, I didn't... I have a tree. I don't think I plugged in the lights on the tree the entire day because I didn't care. And the house was quiet. I mean, it was... I didn't play Christmas music. I just listened to regular music. It became a Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like having a Monday off, and that wasn't bad, but it was really strange, really strange. But it's also weird, I think, and you're not there yet because Marlo is still pretty young, but Lexton doesn't wake up super early for Christmas anymore anyway, Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of past that, which is, it's just, it's so odd because for so many years he would wake up at five. Yeah. And now, no. Like, he knows whether I sleep in until 5 or 10, I'm still going to be able to open gifts. Right. And that's strange. And I imagine Marlo is up early, maybe. She was up at 6, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty early. Yeah. My sister was always up early, as, and she's the oldest, and she was always up before my brother and I. Oh, God, I remember, yeah, I remember getting up really, really, really early, and wanting my parents to wake up and trying to get them to get up. And I just, now I look back and I'm like, gosh, just shove me away, mom. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, my parents slept on the first floor and my brother and sister and I slept on the second floor, but in order to go down to their bedroom, you had to walk by the tree, but we never wanted to when we were little because, you know, Santa had brought all those gifts overnight and we didn't want to see them yet. Yeah. So every year we would spend at least a half an hour fighting over who had to go downstairs to try and wake them up. <laughs> and then you'd try to walk through the living room without seeing anything, but you also really wanted to see everything. And yeah, yeah. But God, it's exhausting to, to approach the holidays as a parent, whether you're a single parent, whether the kids, whatever, it's, it's a totally different world. I mean, I do feel like I woke up this morning and I felt like I had been partying for like four straight days. 
That's what it feels like. Like I woke my my eyes. I opened my eyes this morning, and like every part of my body hurt. Part of that is that I slipped on some ice the other night. Oh God! Really did you fall? fall? Yeah. Oh. I didn't break anything, thank God. But but I I was hurting so badly that I was I had I had and my kids were with me, and it scared the shit out of them. But oh yeah, like, there's ice everywhere, and I just took a wrong step. Sometimes I think it's better to fall than to catch yourself because when you actually don't fall, I've had those experiences where you just, you, you fuck up something really yes. bad. <laughs> I have a very, I have a giant bruise on my left hip. That, oh God. Yeah. I noticed yesterday I, I, I did a lot of reading through Twitter and I, I know we talk about Twitter a lot and I know that some people think it's a waste of time, but I find a lot of interesting insight from the people that I follow and, and links to interesting articles and think pieces. And I noticed a lot of talk about remembering those who have it rough this time of year. I noticed that too. Did you notice that? Yeah, everybody was yeah. talking about like acknowledging, you know, I know this is a great time of year for a lot of people, but it's also a really bad time of year for a lot of people. Yeah. That was kind of encouraging, actually, kind of nice to see. It's just, it is hard. It is, uh, last year, my kids were not with me on Christmas. They were gone the whole week. And I had forgotten some things that happened during that week last year. So it was a year ago this week that w the was the apex of, I guess you could, can't call it an apex of depression. It would like last week, this was the week when my depression was at its worst. And then you think about people who've lost loved ones or who are sick or you think about single parents and you think about being alone or doing it all alone and it's dark and it's cold. <laughs> yeah. It, it can be really, really difficult. And I, I, I last night, you know, had, I had a wonderful day. I, I mean, I can't complain about any of it, but I did feel as, as, the, as the night came on, I started to feel a melancholy and that melancholy is, I think I expressed this to you the night on Christmas Eve as I was wrapping the presents. There's a melancholy in doing it all alone. Just like I'm the one who gets the presents. I'm the one who wraps them. And I'm alone in watching their reactions to the presents. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that they're here and I get to do that. There is a melancholy that I don't get to share that joy with someone, I think, is what I felt. You don't get to share that with someone, but I think it's a lot of times you don't even get to share it with yourself. I think when there's someone else around, you're both obviously working and rapping and doing all of these things. But because there's two people moving forward, you can take a minute to step back and just watch and see mm -hmm. what's happening. But I think when you're doing it on your own, there's you don't have the opportunity to do that, or at least not in the same way. Yeah. So you, you either choose to observe or you choose to do, but you have to do because you're the only one who's going to do it. So you miss out on that observation piece, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was different for me, I think just because Lexton wasn't there in the morning and for some, because of, you know, how I always experienced Christmas as a kid, the morning was, that was it. Like you'd wake up and the tree was lit and the gifts were there and that was what you did and you had breakfast and so to not have that was really strange. And for me, it wasn't so much a, a sense of melancholy. It was just, like, I've been really, 
I've been really negative and bitter toward Christmas. <laughs> and I don't necessarily regret that, but at the same time, it's like I don't I don't want to feel that way toward the holiday, but I I don't know another way to feel. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but it's just kind of a weird dynamic. Like I'd like to enjoy it. I just can't quite get myself there. And that's that sucks. That sucks. But I have a whole year now to really gear up for it. <laughs> Maybe ready next year. I wanted to spend as much time as I could with them. They are leaving today to go to California with their dad. I think I, I, I said this. I, I'm giving him an extra, like, ten, like, this is my holiday. I should have them the whole time. But I'm giving him an extra three or four days so that they can do some extra things while they're in California and they leave today. So I, I've only had, they got out of school on Friday. So I've had Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday. And then today we were packing and making, getting everything ready to go. And so on Christmas Eve, we went to see The Last Jedi together. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. I will um, just admit this so that everyone can hate me. I do not like Star Wars <laughs> at all. I I do not enjoy it. I watched Rogue One on Netflix and thought it was just eh. I so tried to watch Rogue One last night and I got bored about 15 minutes into it and stopped. Okay, um, yeah. That's how I'm, I feel about all Star Wars, honestly. Okay, so I was a I was a I was a huge Star Wars fan um as a kid. I loved Empire Strikes Back and um, what's the one after that? The Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like Empire Strikes Back was like one of my favorite movies because my brother, I idolized my brother and my brother was super, super into Star Wars and had all the figurines and he had a Millennium Falcon that he built. So I was into it then and then of course the prequels came out and destroyed the whole magic of it i i I liked uh the one is it the force awakens i don't Um, i have not seen any of the prequels so so this is what i'm trying to say sorry i'll get to my point (laughs) for me star wars has never been an intellectual endeavor it has never been i would like to go see some good cinema with just like with The Force Awakens, The the Last Jedi was a lot of fun. Like, it was really, really, really fun. It was like an escape. It was fun. And we the movie finished, and, like, Lita was wiping tears from her eyes, and she was like, that was so good. That was so good. That was so good. And we is had she, a wonderful... Has she seen, like, the original three and the... I mean, she seen all yeah, of them? Yeah, her father is a huge, huge okay. Star Wars fan. Gotcha. And, um... So yeah, he's he's made her watch all of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh so I immediately while I, while the credits are going up, I immediately text my brother in all caps. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was so good. That was so much fun." And I see the text bubble coming up and he says, "Interesting. Kim, his wife, Kim and I, neither of us liked it." And I was like, yeah. what? And he was just like, Google this thing and go see it on YouTube. And they list all the reasons why it's a terrible movie. And I agree with all of it. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to go do that. 
I rarely get to I rarely get to go see a movie in a theater. And I don't wanna I don't wanna erase the fun that I just had. Like why why would you want to seek out reasons to dislike the experience that you just yeah. liked? Yeah. That does not I that's from what I have heard, it seems like everyone who I don't even want to say is like a casual Star Wars fan, but people who like Star Wars like the movie. The people who are like hardcore Star Wars yeah. hated it. Yes. Which sometimes I think those people, like like your brother, like if if it's not one of the original three, then it is uh-huh. garbage. Yeah. Like it will never be the same, so nothing is ever going to live up to it. They're complaining. I don't know, they all just like- they're so damn boring to me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I I mean, I think I've said this before. Like I did have Lexton watch episodes four, five, and six because I think the the storyline and just pop culture, it's important to see them. Mm-hmm. Those originals. And even he we finished them and I said, Do you want to watch like the net the first three? And he's like, mm, nah. I mean to- totally indifferent. I don't know. I just I don't I don't get it. No. I just don't get it. It's, but again, like I said, it's not ever, it's not like high, high, high art. Right. We had a great time. <laughs> and that's what it. matters. The fact that the yeah. three of you went to see it and it mm-hmm. was that, that alone is great. I did spend most of the movie. We went to one of those theaters that has the, the luxury seating that has the reclined seats. Oh God, those are great. They're amazing. Oh. And I've only been, I've only done that twice now. I have, I think I've seen a movie in the theater three times in the last two years. Okay, yeah, we're about on the same schedule then. Yeah. It, it was amazing. And my kids, of course, have been all the time and they are, they like know exactly how to push the button to recline the seat. And I'm sitting in the middle between Lita and Marlo. And we went, we went all out. We got popcorn and they got a drink and they got candy and it was Christmas. And when the movie's pretty long, it's like two and a half hours long. Oh yeah. And by about an hour in, Marlo starts handing me her body parts to scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch this arm. Scratch this other arm. And then she turned over and she's like, scratch my back. And then scratch my stomach. Here's my leg. Scratch my leg. So I spent the last hour and a half of the movie scratching her. (laughs) Oh, man. But it was, I'm, like, I, I, I said this on a, on a photo yesterday, like, I'm really as sad as this time of year can be. Like, I'm really grateful for the time I got to spend with them at this age. With this energy, the three of us have this similar energy where we, we just want to take it easy and, you know, sleep in, stay up late. We don't have to have a formal schedule. So That is nice. It is. Yeah. And I will say I have... Two of my closest friends live about 15 minutes from me, and they have four kids, ages, oh, God, six months to nine years. And uh, they invited me over Christmas evening, and it was awesome to be able to have Christmas through the eyes of those kids. I mean, like the second I walk in the door, they've got armloads of things that they want to show me and crafts that they've done and all this different stuff. And that was so cool. Yeah, and you don't to have, have to clean that any of it up. Sense of family. Oh God, that <laughs> yeah. was the best part. Holy shit! Stuff everywhere, like absolutely everywhere. My house is spotless, and it's fantastic. 
I mean, I've made the most of it. It's, I think we're kind of having the same amount of time with our kids just in reverse because Lexton got out of school on Friday and went to Heather's Friday night and was there all the way through Christmas and then was with his grandparents Christmas night and now is on his way to Georgia and won't be okay. back until the second or third. And then he gets back. So that's Tuesday or Wednesday. And then that weekend he's with Heather again. So are you so going to go anywhere? Have, what's that? Are you going to go anywhere? I'm going to see, I, well, I'm, I'm currently seeing family in Wisconsin. I am recording from the good old state of Wisconsin. You are right now. Yes. Okay. It's lovely and negative four degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my God. Are you serious? It's so fucking cold. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's that's just not miserable. livable. That's not livable. No, it's, it's not at all. I took, I, when I was in my car and it said negative four, I took a picture and texted it to a friend of mine who lives in the UK. And I just said, the rough conversion to Celsius is fucking freezing. <laughs> Cause it's, it's just, you can't, I mean, I load, it took me two trips to load my trunk and my, my fingers were numb. My feet hurt. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. There's no sense in do. I mean, I will run in some shitty weather. I, this is this is too much. Yeah. I can't. Oh my I can't god! I can't zero. imagine running in that. That's probably dangerous to run in that. I think it's. I think it's probably bad for your lungs. I know that just the gear that I have, it can keep me warm in some in some pretty cold weather. But I'll be cold for the whole run, and I don't like that. No. It's not worth it to me. No. So I'm I will so, be I'm so, here for I'm a couple so happy. days. Uh, so where, um, roughly, are you in North Wisconsin, South Wisconsin? No, I'm like an hour north of Milwaukee, so kind of like s- central eastern Wisconsin-ish. How long of a drive was that? Three, three. three hours, three and a half hours. Okay. So it's not terrible. I mean, I put some music on Spotify and just drive. And there's no traffic because nobody's out and... Mm-hmm. You know, and God, no one's in a hurry either. I will tell you that. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh man. I I saw some discussion about that online too, where uh, are millennials in the generation after millennials are they a, a generation of no urgency? Because people are noticing, they're like, I'm starting to notice that nobody has any fire under their ass when they're fixing my coffee. It's just like they're taking their sweet damn time. <laughs> when there's a line of like 50 people behind me, there's no difference in the, in, in the speed with which they move. <laughs> that There's got to be something. I don't know. I mean, I'm a millennial. I like to get from A to B and to not wait for shit all the time. I think it depends on where you are. Yeah. Coffee is a great example because honestly, when I go to San Francisco or New York or Portland, I like to go to some of the coffee shops that I don't have near me and it takes for fucking ever Yeah, for anything, whether they're busy or not. And you can argue and say, well, it's worth it. It's not that worth it. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's not. It's just not. I don't understand how it can possibly take that long. Yes, it's an art and a craft and all that shit. It's not that kind of an art and craft. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think it's just coffee people. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's millennials. No. And what is the next generation? Have we talked about oh, that? Is God, there a name for them? I read somewhere the name of it, but I don't remember what it is. Hmm. Oh, I blame totally, them. Totally spaced it. Or the boomers. You can blame the boomers. Blame the boomers. Yep. That's right. For this whole damn situation. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's probably fair. Oh, God. we Have we talked about this? How downtime is really important for your brain? Because having downtime helps certain portions of your brain to open up and release, uh, what is it? I don't remember what it, I don't know the scientific explanation behind this, but it happened to me. It's been happening to me over and over again, where you're trying to think of a word, right? And when you're doing nothing, when you are absolutely relaxing and doing nothing, suddenly the word will come to you. Right. When you stop thinking about it. When you stop, yeah, or when you're not engaged in some sort of laborious act, it's like literally like you're daydreaming while you're driving and suddenly the word comes to you. Like scientists have done these studies where it's like the reason that it comes to you in those moments is because you've allowed your brain to relax. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. The only reason I'm talking about this is because we're talking about generations. I couldn't think of the word for synchronized. Oh, guys. And yeah. I literally, I could not think of the word and it was bugging the shit out of me. And I'm sitting in a parking lot at the grocery store, Googling the women who swim in the Olympics next to each other, oh my <laughs> like mirror swimming, sequential swimming, how many, and I Googled all of the, like what all Olympic swimming sports and it didn't come up. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And then suddenly a couple of days ago, I was just sitting in my car daydreaming and all of a sudden the word just popped into my head synchronized just boom yep. and somebody in my timeline was like no it's because you're old <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're getting old that you can't remember words <laughs> i think it's impressive that you were able to successfully unsuccessfully search google like you can know. type some wild shit into Google and it pulls it up. I, I mean, I, I have know. thought like I can't think of something and I will just type like stream of consciousness out of yes. my brain and Google brings it up. So the fact that you weren't able to do that is I, pretty like awesome. I, I'm, I'm pretty like I was like when I, when I couldn't find the word, I was there like, is I no am failing. Word. How does anybody fail at Google? You can't fail at Google. <laughs> I just failed fail at Google. Google. <laughs> 
Like literally. Like, so if you type in uh, how long does the battery and it will automatically fill it in for whatever you're searching for. And the first search result is a paragraph explaining exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. It's usually like a paragraph from Wikipedia with exactly what you need. Yes. Yeah. But not for you. Not oh, no. for synchronized. The women not for who swim beside each other. <laughs> <laughs> I even got specific. I was like, the women with the swim caps, and they stand next to each other, and they dive in the pool next to each other. <laughs> you know, Google is like, yeah, that's every fucking swimmer. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? And it pulled up all these, like, weird swimming pools, and types of pools, and uh, swim teachers. And I was like, no! Oh! <laughs> swim teachers yeah that's what i need i don't think it's i don't think it's age i think there is something to be said for the fact that when when you're always on Mm -hmm. you're you you just don't have the capacity to pull those things out like they're there but your brain is doing other things that are more important so you have to take that downtime yeah i mean and when i was in my car and it came to me i was like well duh it's synchronized why did it, why would that, that simple word not come to me? And yeah, yeah, there is, I think too, though, not just the downtime, but something weird about actively focusing on it that just mm-hmm. is self-defeating because there's so many times where you'll know this particular actor's name and then you go to tell someone about it and you immediately forget <laughs> like the second you want to say it so that it has to be, I don't know, but I'm all about the downtime. I don't get it very often, but I'm all about it. Although, although this is the first weekend in, I don't even remember how long that I have not had Lexton and I have not worked at all. Usually I just work because it fills the time and I forced myself to not work. Good. So on Saturday, I filled a flask with some bourbon and walked through a forest preserve and drank from my flask and it was fucking amazing it was excellent and i felt no shame when i passed the family of six drinking from my flask (laughs) it was it was great admittedly the stanley flask does not look exactly like a flask that is true yes that's that's actually really that's one of the reasons i i bought the stanley flask Mm -hmm. you you texted me a photo of the flask and i'm like wait a minute i think i own one of those flasks Yes, yes, that's the Stanley flask. It's really nice. Yeah. It gets the job done, you know. And there's no better way to unwind than to drink alone in the forest, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, they say don't drink alone at home, so just go drink alone in public somewhere. I don't I have, well, I have mountains near me. I guess I could drive up there. There you go. <laughs> drive up the mountains, drink, drive... Stagger back. Yeah, not, not a know. good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was nice to not work though. Isn't I could that have. Nice? I mean, I have plenty to do, but it was necessary. I think. Yeah. Otherwise, I just I would have been hiding behind it. You know. For me, it didn't feel like a weekend because I was running around trying to finish up all the Christmas stuff. Um, oh yeah. I still had so much to get done. And so, and actually when I woke up yesterday, I was like, wait a minute, is it Monday? Oh my God. Like the weekend's gone. Oh man. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. But you had them there. I mean, that is one thing. Not, I, not only have I had Lexton at home for the last two Christmases, but I hosted 
So you yeah. have to have food and you have beverages and the house has to be clean. And, and when the, when the kids are home, the house never stays clean for more than like 12 hours. So even if you've cleaned it, you have to clean it again. But this time around, I mean, you know, Lexton left on Friday and I think I live a wild lifestyle. So I was cleaning bathrooms <laughs> Friday night and it, it stayed clean. I mean, there was nothing to, that's what was so strange is without work. I can't think I picked a really weird weekend to choose not to work because I wasn't hosting, you know, I, I have one kid. So the gifting was done. Like I had wrapped shit there. There just wasn't stuff to do, which I think also contributed to Christmas just feeling like a Monday in a lot of ways. Okay. So you're bringing up a topic. So this is going to be the, the, yeah, you're oh, bringing, no. no, 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 this is good. This will be the last episode of the year because the, f the beginning of the, of the new year is on Monday. So That's this right. is the last episode of the year. And I saw the thread this morning that you commented on where the woman asked, what is the little thing that you've done in the last year that it has made a huge improvement in your life? Just even like, you know, like I, you know, fold my socks a certain way. Right. Right. I committed to doing that and it changed my life. And what, what did you comment? What did you say? So then I've gotten in the habit of carrying like pocket oh, packs right. of tissue. Yeah. In my car, in my backpack, in my coat pocket. Not that Lexton ever fucking uses them, but <laughs> I have them. And it is, I mean, it's so minor, but I can't even tell you how often I will be somewhere and think, I need, I need a tissue and mm -hmm. I've got some in my coat pocket or they're in my backpack or maybe even if I have to leave the store that I'm in and run out to my car, I have them. Yes. It's great. And I, I don't know them. if you read through that thread, but holy oh. shit. Oh God. I, I spent an hour reading through that thread this morning, actually. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I keep, uh, tissues in the little tissues in the, in the car and in my purse. So they're on me at all times. Yep. Um, and I was going to say, I mean, but I made this decision many years ago and, but it's like, it will be the last indulgence that I ever get rid of is, uh, uh, the person who cleans my house. Oh, right. Um, it is the worth every penny, every penny. And then this year, please don't judge, oh, don't judge, just withhold the judgment. I got into the habit of actually making my bed every morning. Uh, <clears throat> uh, don't judge so as as in as in you just you just started that yeah yeah oh. mm -hmm. because mm. I'm, cause I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get in the bed again <laughs> oh my get God. <laughs> usually i mean i i will admit that it's like usually a duvet that i just in, in the past it's just been me sort of like straightening up the sheets just a little bit um but this year i actually got into the habit of making sure the bed looks good and then i walk out of it and turn off the light like the bed looks made um and i make both of my kids do it too and there's just oh, yeah. something about the act of doing that that like it's like the i've officially started here we go there's something there's something about having that completed that makes it officially like okay we're good to go. 
And it's so much better getting into bed yes. when it has been made. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I do it every morning because it drives me. If I walk by my bedroom and I can see the bed unmade, it drives me crazy. So I make it every morning. And I read on some, I, mean, I don't, it, this was probably some stupid website that I won't admit to, but it was basically, you should make your bed every morning because you never know who you're going to invite into it that night, which really doesn't apply to me. <laughs> but it's something, there is like, it's a closure to your night. Like that part of the, the day is now done and I can Closure, yeah. I, yeah, I like that word for it, closure. But it you was, just, you just started that. I'm, I'm bed weird though. I have you're to bed admit. Weird. I don't know if you, I, I spent Christmas Eve ironing my sheets. Oh my because God. Because I don't like, not the fitted sheet. The fitted sheet, that flattens itself out. But the flat sheet, I hate when like the top edge is all wrinkled. So I ironed it, ironed the pillowcases. Wow. Oh Yeah. And I think we've talked wow. about this, but I can fold fitted sheets like a motherfucker. Okay, I'm so I'm so a terrible folder. You got to teach me. Oh, God. I'm so I've watched I, videos I and I can't it. understand the videos. It's, I mean, they're a little weird. So it's not an exact science, but I can fold into a perfect rectangle. And I'm bragging about this, which that's is a ma- sad that's a magical on multiple talent. Levels. No, it's no, it's not. That's a very magical talent. Not not everybody can fold a fitted sheet. It's true. I am one of them. And if you fold it well, then it stays extra flat. I hate God. I hate wrinkles. Okay. sheets. which is probably the reason I make my bed too. Because if you don't make it, then they get extra wrinkly. So if you make it, they stay at least as flat as possible. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. So I I didn't set out to make my bed every day. That was not a resolution of mine. It just happened to be something that I developed, a habit I developed this year. I'm going to set out in 2018 to learn how to fold a fucking fitted sheet. <laughs> it's going to happen. Because as, as, as it is right now, I mean, I know that you take, you take the one, the, the, the one, what is it called? My brain is blanking. Corner? The corner? <laughs> the one corner. <laughs> in the one corner. <laughs> Just check Google. Uh, We're the two today, sides of a later bed. Later today, meet. I'm gonna I'm gonna be driving my kids to to, to the airport, and I'm gonna go corner. God damn it, <laughs> corner. <laughs> so you take the one corner, and you go into the other corner, and then you take those two corners to the other two corners, and like, but it always just turns into a giant like heap of trash. So <laughs> yeah, it it can easily get out of control. I I have a slightly different method. So I tuck one short side into the other short side. So both corners into the other two and then lay it flat and then fold it like long ways in thirds and then fold it into quarters. And it forms this great rectangle that is almost the same size as the flat sheet. Jesus Christ. That is a science. It's, it's pretty miraculous. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I fold things. So when I, when I get things like towels, I know where they're going to go and I eyeball the space and then I adjust my folding so they fit in the space. This is probably why I'm single, to be honest. <laughs> I'm just going to add that to the list. But I mean, I will adjust the way that I fold bath towels 
if they need to go into a new space. Because mm-hmm. I hate like like Lexton will just take his clothes and they're like fucking sideways or overlapping on different it drives me insane. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't just give a shit. He'll just take the thing off the top anyway. He'd wear the same exact outfit every single day if it was always on top. Did you notice on that thread the amount of people talking about um the like the life-changing uh, way that uh, really nice towels, what it will do for your life. I did. I do okay. not have, I, my towels are fine, but they're not like great. Oh, I have, I have, my mom gives me, this is the thing that my mom always is, is always looking for really plush, luxurious towels. And whenever she finds them, she buys me a set. And I will admit it is wonderful. It's awesome. Yeah, is to it get out of the shower and have like a plush, luxurious, fluffy towel is so different than getting out and having like a raggedy old, like mildew smelled piece of shit. Oh yeah, that's how I always feel though. Whenever I'm at like a hotel and they have not the towels but the bath sheets, mm-hmm. like those huge fucking oh god, those are awesome. Yeah, it's like a blanket. Like you just want to get out and roll up in it and just not move. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we need to find that thread and link to it because it, it's it's awesome. There were so many things in there that I was actually handwriting down. Mm-hmm. Like there was someone who they don't they don't have like bottles of shampoo anymore. They bought like refillable pump bottles uh-huh. that they just have sitting on their ledge, which I've used. I've seen them places. It's not like it's anything new. But for some reason, I just never considered doing it at home. And that would be awesome. It's it. it he, he. What did he say? It, it looks pretty. And yes. he he's never bothered by the label of the bottle or something like that. Yeah. Right. I thought, yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. I was nodding along with everybody with their like, I have a, the way they, they pack their bags when they travel. I was like, yep, mm-hmm, yep. I do that. Um. I have all of my makeup that I use, all of my makeup and hair products that I use are in a travel-sized thing that I just zip up and throw into my luggage. So I don't have to pack that stuff. It's already packed. There were a lot of women, I feel like, that were saying they basically have two sets Mm -hmm. of, maybe not of everything, but of like the the basic essentials for, for makeup. And one that's just always ready to go, so they never have to mess with packing, which seemed mm-hmm. like a pretty damn good idea. <laughs> and most of the people, I, that's what I liked is, you know, the whole point was, what's a little thing you've done that's really made your life easier? And so many people would comment, like, I know this is really small and insignificant, but I did this. And all the responses are like, fuck, no, that's awesome. That's not small. No, like, that's right. a major accomplishment. There was there was one about um, buying the felted hangers. You can buy them in bulk from Amazon. Have you, did you see that one? No, the because black, things don't fall off. Yeah. So you buy these felted oh, black hangers and they completely change their life. And like six comments after that were like, yes, yes, I did, did this. And it changed my entire wardrobe because nothing like hangs weird in the closet. Nothing falls off. And then they, <laughs> but some of these people were color coordinating their closet as well. Do oh, you yeah. do that? I, maybe. <laughs> I do. It's so, it's so much easier to find what you're looking for, and it's just visually pleasing for everyone who sees my closet, which is me. You know, 
mm-hmm. it's but again it's the little things like if you can walk into your closet and, and it's color coordinated and that works for you then just take the time to do it it's really easy to maintain highly recommend it and iron your sheets while you're at it i mean iron your sheets I thought did, I, I think I did that once, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this?" It's so worth it. Come on, that top edge when it turns into like a little accordion. Oh God, I hate that. I mean, I do like going to a hotel and having like the really crisp sheets, and it's nice. But it's like doing that at home is like, oh my gosh. It is. It's a commitment. I mean, it's a process. I'm gonna even. I'm gonna even admit this. I don't. I don't buy clothing that requires ironing. I don't know where my ironing board is. When when we moved, I have no idea what happened to it. I don't know where my iron is. <laughs> oh, wow. Um so that's I think that's kind of impossible as as a man because dress shirts, even like the non-iron ones, they usually need at least a little bit of touching up, unless you have them pressed, unless all your shirts are cleaned. But I genuinely yeah. enjoy ironing because it is immediate satisfaction. Yeah. Like you lay a wrinkly garment there and you one pass of the iron and you can already tell the difference. I love that. Well, is, I, the th- the stuff that I own, that like the dress stuff that I own, I have it dry cleaned. And then I hang it up so that it doesn't get wrinkled. That makes sense. I wear it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do the same thing like with the suits. I mean, but I work from home, so mm-hmm. I have to iron those shirts like twice a year. I mean, sometimes I will put them on just so that I can remember that I can dress in something other than a <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> Sad. I mean, I put pants on every day. It's not like I don't dress. It's just... You know, yeah. Uh, my mother stopped by yesterday to say hello to the kids, and she's like, "Marlo is still wearing that sweatshirt, Heather." And I was like, "I am aware of that, Mom." <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna change it. She is my child. Why do you think she's still in that sweatshirt? She's my child. <laughs> if she doesn't care, then you know. <laughs> I know. Maybe that. Maybe really though, that's what. That's what next year should be about. Not that it, not that it's a resolution. What? But maybe it should just be about the little tiny things. Yeah. Because I think if you take a minute and step back and you think of like your top five little daily annoyances, most of them can probably be addressed by making a small change, like always carrying a pack of gum or always having tissue or keeping an umbrella in your glove box, like something along those lines can really alleviate a lot of that irritation yes or you can you could take it a little too far like i do like i i organized my purse where i have my EpiPen and altoids and band-aids and lip balm and all of a sudden my purse weighs 15 pounds <laughs> but i'm like i can't leave my house without all this shit <laughs> yeah that okay so yeah. there maybe is a fine line. There's a fine line. Yeah. Just start small, pick like two things and then, you know, like making your bed. You know what I did this year? I think I told you that I uh, that I was going to make a resolution to start getting up 30 minutes earlier. Yes. I didn't do that. Well, we appreciate <laughs> your honesty. I didn't do that. <laughs> uh 
I, I, I am getting up about 15 minutes earlier than I used to when we lived in the house before this one because I have, because I have to take Lita to school as well. Right. I have to do the whole thing. I mean, I do snooze. I will admit that. Okay. Yes. There's, I hit snooze quite a bit. But I, on that last snooze at 6.45, I force myself to sit up immediately. I force myself. I don't sleep for another four seconds. I don't sleep for another minute. I sit up exactly at 6.45. And it's made a huge difference. And how long do you stay there? I mean, do you sit and give yourself a minute? Like, nope. to I sit. I sit up. I turn on the lamp. And I put my watch on. And then I get up and I go get everything ready. So so it's the same. You're, you're waking up at the same time. Well, 15 minutes earlier, but at the same time. Mm-hmm. but you're actually getting up. I'm actually getting up and I'm not letting myself like sit there for two more minutes or like, Oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just lie here for like one more minute. Nope. I get, I sit straight up. Boom. Force it. That's a really big accomplishment. I think because yeah. it's really easy to say I'm, a, I'm awake now, but I'm just going to stay in bed for another minute. And then you wake up late mm-hmm. and then everything is chaotic. It's a big accomplishment because I'm not a morning person. Not at all. Right. Nope. Right. Mm-mm. So. Yeah, I think even though you didn't do the half an hour, that's big. Tiny little baby steps. The exactly. little things. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Just maybe maybe next year, you just say five minutes earlier. Just, yeah. Just five. <laughs> maybe by the end of the year, you'll be like at two. You'll, it's like 643. Mm-hmm. You'll sit up. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to set the bar low so that when you, when you clear it, it feels great. I will change my sweatshirt after two days. After, after two days. Oh my Instead God. of four or six. Yeah. But either way, we made it. We made it. We survived Christmas. We made it through 2017. Almost. We made it through 2017. We did. Uh-huh. And all things considered, it was a pretty damn good year. All things considered, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for you, it wasn't 2016, so, Uh, you know. It wasn't 2016. That is just basically the theme of 2017. (laughs) It wasn't 2016 for me. (laughs) As bad as this year was, it wasn't 2016. So, yeah. Looking for the positive. Looking for the positive. We would love to hear from you about your Christmas. Um... How do you feel during this season? Um, do you have little tricks that you have implemented into your life to make your life better? Do you have plans to do so in the new year, 2018? I wonder how long it will. See, I, I still write a lot of checks, by the way. I am a person who writes a shit ton of checks because of I own my own business and I have to pay that way. But not, you don't do it like in line at the store, right? No, okay. not right, one of those people. You can write people. as many as you want. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I send checks in the mail. And I am, but I am one of those people who will continue writing 2017 until about July. <laughs> and you finally transition over. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. 2017, depending on how you write your sevens, is correctable. Yes. You kind of finish off an eight there. We would love to hear what what you have in store I have some things in store I can't wait to talk about (laughs) it's gonna be good 
Yeah, I have some things in store. Let's just give that little teaser. I had some things in store. <laughs> um, please, um, please reach out to us at stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us online, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, it's corner. The word is corner. And corner synchronized. And synchronized. <laughs> synchronized. Synchronized corners. That's what you're doing when you're folding the fitted sheet. You're synchronizing the corners. That's true. Look at that. And I bet, it, I wonder what you find if you Google that. Synchronized corners. <laughs> Probably something no one needs to see. Yeah. <laughs> Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.